Chapter 23, Law versus Grace. I can't tell you how many times I've heard Protestant preachers explaining how we are not under the law and how it was done away or made obsolete and void under the new covenant. Maybe I'm just simple-minded, but I'm seriously having trouble understanding how you shall not murder or you shall not steal are null and void. Are Christians really exempt from these laws considering the Ten Commandments were written on Mount Sinai by the finger of the Creator in stone, no less? Let's not forget Malachi 3.6 tells us emphatically that He does not change. The same today, yesterday, and forever. Maybe I just have stupid written across my forehead, but this whole ridiculous teaching makes absolutely no sense. Again, how on earth could anyone think not murdering innocent people or not lying or not stealing someone's property is bad? Seriously? Am I the fool for believing these laws are an absolute necessity to the foundation of any truly functional society? Is that not an extremely valid question? Maybe we should back up here and ask what the word law is and where it originates. To answer that question, the word law is a very misleading or bad translation of the Hebrew word Torah. Fortunately, Torah does not bear the modern essence of do's and don'ts to be punished or not. We have come to view as law or laws. Actually, the best translation of the biblical word Torah is instruction. It is our Creator's instructions on being happy and prosperous, not to mention healthy. Considering our Creator made us, He of all beings, knows exactly what's best for us, hence his Torah instructions. Torah is like the house rules we as parents give our children. Rules such as clean your room's chores, wash your hands before dinner, brush your teeth, don't pick on your siblings, eat your vegetables, etc. You see, all these house rules, or Torah, are all about our children growing up healthy, productive, prosperous, and happy. But do our children see the house rules for what they really are? That is, for them? Most, if not all, children think their parents' rules are mean and unnecessary. Considering we are the Creator's children, do we view His Torah or house rules any differently than our children did ours? We all know the answer to that one. Of course not. It's the same, just on the next level. Obviously, Christianity's attempt to do away with Yahweh's good conduct rules are completely irrational. But there really is method to their madness. You see, most of the Ten Commandments are good except one in particular. But to dismiss the one that they despise, they're forced to flush all ten. Amazingly, the one command they despise is the one that Yahweh decreed to be the sign or proof as to who his people are. Naturally, those who are not his people will do and say virtually any insane thing to make this the case that they are his without honoring his special Sabbaths, which are his sign between him and his people. So let's read it in Exodus 31.13. There it says, Speak also to the children of Israel, saying, Surely my Sabbaths you shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that you may know that I am Yahweh who sanctifies you. Again, he says his Sabbaths are his sign between him and us throughout their generations. And modern Israel is still here, as we're shown in Amos. He did not lose a single one of us. We're all still here, basically the modern Western nations. 
Again, raising the argument that Israel's generations have ended only displays amazing ignorance. It takes only a minor study to discover virtually all the modern Western or Christian nations are descended of ancient Israel. The reason Christianity hates Yahweh's Sabbath so much is, they simple, is simply because they worship other or pagan gods and are not Yahweh's spiritual people. Of course, they go to great lengths to avoid acknowledging that truth because that truth, well, as the saying goes, hurts. Getting back to Yahweh's Torah, what Yahweh is attempting to teach us is how to love and honor Him first and each other second. You see, Yahweh is so loving, the one thing He cannot and will not do is sentence His children to an eternity of bickering, fighting, and unhappiness when we become eternal. No, the whole point of this physical existence is to choose to love, honor Yahweh first and each other second, and then to make that choice real by fighting for it. You see, in order for love, that is honor and respect, to be real, it cannot be forced, it has to be free and uncoerced choice. That uncoerced choice is the reason Yahweh created us physical in the first place. You see, if we choose love and then we fight for that choice, we're ready to join his family. If not, we simply go back to the dirt from whence we came. It's that very wish we see in scriptures like Deuteronomy 6.5, where it says, You shall love Yahweh your Creator with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. That admonition is reinforced in his admin instructions to write it upon their hearts. That is in verse 8. Deuteronomy 6 is also the same scripture Yeshua quotes when he's asked in Matthew 22 verse 37, what is the great commandment or instruction in the law? There Yeshua summed up the ten into two. He says, you shall love Yahweh with your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, which of course is the summation of the first four. He says, this is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it, that you shall love your neighbor as yourself, which again is the summation of the last six. And he continues, on these two commandments, or Torah words, hang all the law and the prophets. Again, the great teaching Yeshua was giving them was the Torah is simply how to first love Yahweh and then our fellow man. To do away with in any way that Torah or law is to do away with love. It's that simple. People will go to such amazing lengths to abolish the Torah in any way who are simply people who have virtually no real love for our Creator nor their fellow man. In fact, it's safe to say they have no real understanding of what love is at all or otherwise they would not be trying to abolish the outline on how to love. That's where we must exercise complete faith in Yahweh. We have to believe He has our best interests at heart and is not simply exercising tyrannical power to see how many hoops He can get us to jump through. Only tyrants make laws simply to flaunt their power and instill fear. John 4, 8 states, He who does not love does not know Yahweh, for Yahweh is love. This is why John makes a statement in 1 John 2, 4, He who says he knows him, or Yahweh, does not keep his commandments, and he is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Of course, one of the commandments being referenced here was the Sabbath. This whole discourse should be so unnecessary, but again, just goes to show how astoundingly the demons who despise Yahweh and His love have twisted and warped Christian and man's thinking. 
After all, even Yeshua himself said in Matthew 5.17, Do not think that I have come to destroy the law or the Torah or the prophets. I did not come to destroy but to fill it up or fulfill it, as the King James says. Even with this clear and bold statement, Christianity still took these very words and twisted them to mean to destroy or do away anyway. Instead of doing away with the law or the Torah, Yeshua was filling in the missing details, that is, the spirit of the law, which exercising only the letter misses. Physically, going through the motions of the Torah, wrong thoughts could be exercised as long as they were not followed by wrong actions. But as Yeshua plainly taught, not only are wrong actions, such as adultery, uh, but even the thoughts of lust are wrong. Now, Yeshua did not teach the law was done away, but added the moral and spiritual dimension. Wrong thoughts, selfish and lustful, lead to wrong actions, which is why they are very little different from the action itself. The Ten Commandments are how to love by not hurting, that is, disrespecting Yahweh and others, but the, that's only one side of love. Yeshua brought the other side of that outline of the ten don'ts, or hurts with the doing of good. Doing good to others was the whole intent of the Torah from the beginning. But by only keeping the letter, people can justify their selfish behavior without ever actually doing anything good. This concept was clearly brought out in the story of the Good Samaritan. The Jews wouldn't help the injured man because according to their wrong understanding of the Torah, touching a Gentile, diseased or dead person, would defile them. Therefore, rather than exercising love, they used the law as an excuse to do nothing. Again, instead of teaching the true intent of the law, how to exercise love, the Pharisees used it to, to control and abuse. Has anything changed since? Laws created for good are still very often used to abuse. It seems those defending the doing away with Yahweh's law or instruction of love always point to the Pharisees and the conditions they placed upon the people, especially the Sabbaths. The truth is, the Pharisees were clueless as to the meaning of Yahweh's Sabbaths, let alone how to observe them. Obviously, if the Pharisees were applying the Torah correctly, Yeshua wouldn't have condemned them. That's why Yeshua had to re-educate the people as to the true purpose of the Torah. Because of the Pharisees' lack of understanding and the wrong implementation of Yahweh's instructions or laws of love, Christianity has thrown the baby out with the dirty bathwater. Again, Malachi 3, 6 states, For I am Yahweh, and I do not change. Yahweh would not have written his Torah of love, especially his Sabbaths, in stone, only to throw them away later. How silly. The only part of the covenant delivered through Moses that changed was the temple sacrifices. The law or instruction of sacrifices is not to be confused with the Torah instructions on living, like the Ten Commandments. That in mind, Yeshua prophesied in Matthew 7, 23, in that day, that is, of judgment, he would command the ones who practice lawlessness, that is, those who teach we are not under the law of the Torah, he would command them to depart from him. Can someone really teach lawlessness and expect Yahweh's favor in the day of judgment? Unfortunately, they are in for a very rude surprise. Romans 13.10 states, as do many other scriptures, Yahweh's Torah is love, and keeping it exercises love. Love does no harm to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfillment or the embodiment of the law. If the law is love, then 
it would define the giver of that love as love also, would it not? This is confirmed in 1 John 4.16 and 1 John 2.4, where he says, I know, he who says I know him and keeps not his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. An interesting observation concerning most Christians' view of Yahweh, the God of the Old Testament, who literally is love, is their conclusion he was or is some harsh, mean, and hateful God. But again, that perspective is basically the same view little children have and always have had when their parents ask them to eat their vegetables, not stay up all night, not eating only candy and making them do their chores and disciplining them, etc. We are in the same situation only again on the next level. Again, we parents teach those things to our children because we love them. But it's not until our children become adults and have children of their own they understand that love Oh, understand that love. It's the same with Yahweh and his Torah. We as his children have to exercise that great faith that he only asks things of us that he does because he loves us. Consequently, we find in Hebrews 11.6 that without faith or trust it's impossible to please him. When we learn how to love Yahweh with all our heart, soul, and mind, and, and our neighbor as ourselves, we've accomplished the purpose for which we were placed in this physical existence. Most hate the concept of law because they don't want to hear their selfish and proud behavior, which is hurtful, to, uh, hurtful not only to others but themselves. It is that simple.